This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's wonderful. Smarvelous. You should care for me. Sawful nights. Paradise. Swat I love to see. You made me feel so glamorous. You can't blame me for feeling We have a great guest so today. One of my favorites, so Christine Ebersole, two-time so Tony-winning actress, singer. You've so seen her on the CBS sitcom, Bob Hart's Ebersole. A brand new album which is going to make you so happy. And you're going to, again, reconnect with Christine's amazing life. The album is called After the Ball, and you can get it through Club 44 Records. Well, I've been talking to Christine since she came to New York, moved to New Jersey with her kids, and it was all after her agent when she called to check in one day to see was there anything going on, any work. And he said, sort of a little snide, well, you are, and he mentioned an age, meaning she's too old to work. And you just want to hear that from your agent. It's a good way to start the day. So tell what what happened after that. I mean, you know, the agent is God. And God said, you're too old. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I just want to say I'm so happy to talk to you. Oh, my gosh. It's been such a long time. And, you know, like you said, I've, I've just, I feel like, you know, my career is just parallel with, with knowing you and talking with you and, and checking in with you. So, um, but here I am. After I was over the hill, you know, I was too old to work. 30 years ago, <laughs> and it's right. uh, been going on ever since. And, and but, yeah, no, the, the, the album, I'm, I'm just, I'm very thrilled about the album with Club 44 Records, and it just, uh, it, it's a very personal album. It, it's about, really, about empty nesting when the children grow up and leave, and uh, and you're nearing your dotage. <laughs> That's, you know, and trying to hang on the best you can. I still remember when you came here and I said, what made you move? I forget, was it Maplewood? Yeah, Maplewood, New Jersey. Maplewood. Mm -hmm. And it was. We're still there. You didn't even have a clue. You know, you just moved to New York, moved to Maplewood. And I remember that I think it was your daughter. Was she the swimmer? I mean, you had all these things going on, three kids, and then... Gymnast, yes, she was a gymnast. And now I take it that they're all out of the house. I remember your mother Mm -hmm. was living with you. You had a packed house. Yes, that's right. Oh, my gosh. 
That's that a was good memory. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a long time ago. And you yeah. got a Broadway role. You barely unpacked. I know. It was, uh, I guess we moved from um, Hollywood to Maplewood. That's why I say what a difference a leaf makes. Right. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was in 1999. Wow. And we're still in the house. We're still at the same house. Yeah, only this time the, the kids, yeah, the kids are gone. And here mm-hmm. you are, yeah. what, two Tonys later, 20 Broadway and off-Broadway shows? Yeah, and now I'm in Los Angeles. Right now I'm speaking to you from Los Angeles because I'm doing Bob Hart's Abishola. So we have an apartment here in L.A., so it's, we're kind of bi-coastal for now. Um, you know, the house is in New Jersey, and and uh, we have a, a beautiful apartment here. And, you know, I'm working at Warner Brothers. And are you having fun? Is it enjoyable? I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. It's such a fantastic cast, and it's just, you know, I'm so grateful at, at my age to be able, you know, to just still be on the playing field. Well, you never were off the playing field. I don't think I ever knew a performer who did more Broadway shows than you did. And yet I remember you once telling me that of all the shows, when you played Edie and Little Edie in Grey Gardens, that that was really a powerful experience for you. It really was, Joan. It really was. And it was it was kind of life changing, really. That was fifteen years ago. Yeah, and yeah. that was that was a big thing. But why was that one in particular? And I think I've seen everything you've been in, and I love that. But why was that in your life the one that had the mm. biggest effect? Partly, you know, it was uh, playing both of those roles, you know, little Edie and 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 the mother, big right. Edie in Act Two. But um, I don't know. I think it was like an identification in a sense of um, this person who is born into this certain segment of society that you know we're heard. Her aspirations were frowned upon, and uh, it was just sort of like a, a, how a, a, a caged bird becomes free, you know, in a funny, yeah. odd way, because because it was really when they were in high society, they were in a gilded cage. But then when everything fell apart, they were kind of, they were free to be who they were in the, in the rubble, you know? Right. It was an odd kind of mix. But it, it just, uh, it, it was very special. It's very hard to describe, really, uh, about it. But, it, of course, the music and the and <clears throat> the lyrics of Scott Frankel and Michael Corey and, you know, Michael Greif and William Ivy Long and, I mean, just, the, the you know, Mary Louise Wilson, just, that, like, the amazing cast and, and the the direction and the music and all of that. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it was very life-changing. No, and you work all, all the time. Licorice Pizza. That was... Yeah. Lucy. And that was during the height of the pandemic. Yeah, well, when everyone thought they weren't going to work. And the truth is, most people didn't work. 
I know. It's unbelievable. No, it's unbelievable. I don't know how. I don't understand it. I really don't. I'm just uh, so grateful. And um, I'm just so appreciative. But you're good. I mean, if you weren't good, it it wouldn't have happened, and it's good. Did well, you ever... I don't know. There's some there's something else I think that really goes into it, and that's just I guess perseverance, really. You know, yeah. through through the storm and all that, yeah, you right never you, give you up. You still keep going. You know, never give up. And it's also something you your mother. If you're lucky enough to have a mother that thinks you are perfect, that you can do anything, be anything, <laughs> that that is very helpful in getting yeah, no, through. I, yeah. Well, that was my father too. You know, my father was really the champion. You know, he was a he was when I when I was doing on the 20th century and I was understudying Judy Kay and I called him on the phone and I said, Dad, I'm going on tonight. Got on a plane from from Chicago, flew to New York and sat in the front row oh. that night. And that was but such that's a the big kind break. Of, you know, my I had very supportive parents, very supportive. Yeah. Absolutely. So I was very blessed in that sense, you know. Now of you the three kids, any of them interested in going in the business? Yes, my son Elijah actually is doing a play in Brooklyn right now called, um, oh my gosh, Something to Kill. It's, um, I'm forgetting the title. It's, um, it's one of those kind of interactive plays. Yeah. That, uh, where you, um, you know, you go from room to room, the audience goes from room to room and they solve the murder mystery, you know, that oh, kind that's, of thing. yeah, that's big. Yeah, super fun. I went to, I got to see it when I was on hiatus and I went back. He's that, wonderful. You know, I we sang together great. on stage when he was like 20 years old. We, you know, he, he's very talented. That's he fantastic. He has that, you know, that je ne sais quoi, you know. Right. So are the three of them out of the house already? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's got to be. And here in L.A. Maymay's here in L.A. Aaron is, is working at the media department at Rutgers University. He's the baby. And because uh, he was, he got a degree in graphic design um, at the University of the Arts in, in Philadelphia. Good for and him. And Mamie's uh, working um, in Los Angeles, and you know, so she's nearby. I'm so grateful in that sense, you know, that that my beautiful daughter is here, so we get to hang out, you know. Right, I know, and it's hard when they. So I'm not completely alone. Leave. And Bill is is you know Bill is holding down the fort in in New Jersey, and we have these. Um, we don't have any grandchildren yet. I'm still hoping, but um, they're young, of course. But, yes, of course, but you know, time know. moves on, and uh, <laughs> you know how it goes. But uh, does but he have? have two, uh, our grandchildren now are two uh, miniature dachshunds. So <laughs> they're so cute. They're not the wired hair. The animals, no, don't forget. Remember this, the, all the, the millions of pets we have. We oh, my gosh. oh, my gosh. And you had a bird. That's do you still we have do. we still have the bird. That Big bird. <laughs> yes. Oh my I, gosh. We do FaceTime together. Oh, you are too much. <laughs> so <laughs> between the doxies, <laughs> the bird. Going. <laughs> oh, it's very funny. And yeah, we so, have four cats and three dogs and a, and a cockatiel. 
so Bill is taking care of all these other yes, children. Yeah, and, and the heart, of course, the house. You know, that's always that's always something to, you know what I mean? There's always yeah. something, when those old houses especially, you know. I know. I live in an old house, and there isn't a week, a day, when no, something doesn't right. say, yeah. Yeah. You better yeah. call the plumber or the contractor or something. I, how many things can go wrong? But they do. <laughs> everything. <laughs> no, everything. Yeah, but tell so me. I'm coming back. I'm going back in November because I'm being inducted into the Theater Hall of Fame, which I'm really thrilled hey, about. That's, that's on big November time. 14th. Yeah. And then um, New Year's Eve, I'm going to be up in Provincetown with Billy Stritch. Oh, well, you work a lot with Billy. That's fantastic. It's been a while. I mean, I, we were down in um, New Orleans last weekend. It was the first time that I was singing um, and did an evening of performing, you know, since the lockdown. So it had been wow. like almost three years. It is, it, um, you know, and all those doubts and fears kind of creep in. I think it did a psychological number on, the, on most people. It, well, it you know, did, and yeah, absolutely the, did. You know, like psychological warfare. But, um, but you know, again, it's just how you prevail. You know, it's like you, you just got to keep going. You know. Yeah, but you're good at that too, and well, you, you, you yeah, but it's pra- You know, I, I mean, I, I try to to remember that because a lot of times your fears can really take a hold of you. You know. And you well, think it's over, and you think it's you know too late, and it's already passed you by, and you know it's not going to be possible now. And, and you look know, at how as you're getting at, older, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, well, it's it's really you know what I think it is, Joan. I think it's just a matter of how you can feel useful. <laughs> well, if you can still be useful, and that's in any form, in any form, it's not just performing. It's like you know. Helping out a neighbor, or you know, being able to make bake bake some banana bread, or you know, cook a meal, or you know, just something like that. That just you feel that you do some gardening, you know, uh, pull the weeds, you know, right. something that that where you can be useful, you know. Well, and, and, and you, you have a task. You know? Well, and you know how to do it. But I'm curious after the ball, which Club Forty Four Records has come out with, what brought that out? Did they go look for you, or did you say, this is something on my list, I want to do it? You mean to make an album? To make a new album. Yeah, I think it was just really the inspiration was um, what came out of, of the children leaving the nest and going off to college. This was six years ago. I was asked to do a, um, a concert at... Well, not concert, you know, to do a a stint at the Carlisle Hotel. This was in 2016. And we were in Chicago doing War Paint. Larry Yerman, who was the musical director of War Paint and Grey Garden, he's one of the producers, you know, me and him produced the album. But we decided to, after we were asked to go into the Carlisle, which I did the evening with Larry Yerman, and that was the impetus behind it. Was the, that was the inspiration behind it, was the children leaving and and how, you know, and what that made me feel. And then, again, it's sort of like your identity is sort of wrapped up in that. 
And it's like after they're they're growing up, it's like, well, 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 well what do I do now? You know, kind of thing. Right. It's like, who am I? You know, where where do I go? What do I do? You know, it's like, you are you are you useful? Are you are you you are you able to? How does it change your relationship? You know, with your children and the world around you, and you know, how can you still grow with that? It doesn't end, but it changes. You know. And well, um, so that was the inspiration behind that. And, and so when we did the concert at, at uh, the Carlisle and we were there for two weeks, we thought, let's go into the into the studio and make this. And it was fraught at the time because one of the players, um, his wife was very ill and, and he couldn't, <clears throat> Larry Saltzman, he couldn't uh, participate in the, in the gig. And so we, we hired this amazing guitar player, John Benthal, and Mary Phantom Dorm, um, Mary Dorman Phantom was was uh, the cello player. So we were all gathered together, but um, there was a, it was fraught. It was just fraught, and so we kind of stored it away for five years. Wow! And then we came back when the lockdown came. Um, that's when we said, let's go back in and see what we can salvage. We probably have to do the whole thing over again. And instead, we found, you know, buried treasure. It was all there. So, you so that's how it. that happened. And was Club 54 with you all along? No, Club 44 uh, Records, no. That actually, um, they came about uh, when it was ready to be released. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we found each other, and uh, it's that been a, a really, really, really wonderful experience. <clears throat> and Christine, I'm talking to Christine Eversol. Was it cathartic when you finished that and the kids were gone? And did you feel you were on solid ground again? Yes. Yes. There's something about, I mean, like I could say it's a very personal um, uh, record in that sense, but it really asks the question you know, how do you move forward? With, with all of this, you know, you have this loss of like, you know, the youth and when they were babies and all of that, just this wonderful chaos that was going on. And, you know, then the house is quiet and it's empty and it's, how do you, as they're moving on, making their own lives, how do you, how do you stay youthful? And, and it, again, it, you, you have to reexamine how you can um, be influential and be useful as a, a mother to a grown child. Right, and, and it's a, And a wife, and a parent, and a friend, and, you know, living in this world, um, you know, with, with all of this experience remembered, you know, that hopefully there's some wisdom in, in life experience <clears throat> that you can share with, with those that you love, you know? But even with your fantastic talent and... And the Tonys on the Broadway shows and everything that you do, the television, it's always been interesting to me that your role as a mother has been so strong and that need to parent and be so present, it's not that usual for people who have all... because so many people who don't know you, you know, really personally know you as a talent, 
they know about Broadway. They know about your gorgeous voice. But it's your mother role that is so strong in your life, as along with the entertaining and the singing and the Broadway. Well, I think that's because, um, you know, I think, what you know, having the career that I had or have, but it's mostly had you know, in terms of when the kids were growing up, there was a lot that I missed out on, you know. And I think that um, that was a struggle for me because that I didn't like that, you know. And it's 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 really kind of erroneous to say you can have it all. I don't I don't think that's really true. If you have if you have a life on the stage and life in 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 a career that way, that many times, oftentimes, the children are sacrificed in that sense Mm -hmm. in other words that you you know i mean of course you know you have to have a roof over their head and food on the table and you know things like that clothes on their back right you have to be responsible for that and at the same time the nurturing that that goes with um you know the traditional roles of motherhood um are are not you you can't you can't do it all because you're on stage, you know, no. at, at bedtime, you know, singing the 11 o'clock number and wondering if they brush their teeth. So, you, you know, it, it's very conflicted in that sense. But, but they um, got it. But in but, the end, but in the end, but in the end, the motherhood is is the legacy. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you pass on. I don't, you know, it's like you pass, you can pass on your Tonys. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, it does mean something, but it's not like. No, but it doesn't in the end, in the end. It doesn't right. in the end because it's really, it's your your relationships. It's your relationships no, with I, your children. No, I believe that. I think it's really important. And, you mm-hmm. know, when my daughter was little, she used to say to me all the time, you're not here when I need you. You're not mm. a milk and cookies mommy. Yeah. And I never forgot the That's milk that. and cookies mommy. But yeah. the truth is, I thought I was there. You know, I was there as much as I could. I would sit down yeah. to dinner with them all the time. But, you know, kids have their perception. I didn't even get that, you know. Well, mm-hmm. that's yeah. right. But they had they had something else. And they had a father, too who was very mm-hmm. much a presence in their lives. Yes. Not to mention a yes. talking bird. Not every kid has that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, visiting your house was quite an adventure for most people. It was zookeeping. <laughs> That's right. I mean, they had a lot of other experiences that most kids couldn't dream of. That's oh. true. But it's you see, that's funny. the thing is that that's the beauty of motherhood. It's ongoing. Right. It's ongoing. You never stop being a mother. Right. And even though and it do changes. Your kids, do your kids today t- tell you how they feel? Well, certain ones. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> certain ones can do that, yeah. Yeah. Well. Even you know, everyone has a different enough. personality, but it's like, but the love is the the, the the love is for all, and the love that I feel from all is is 
equal in that sense, you know. Well, it's genuine. It's I love talking to you. And I want to remind everyone out there, it's a gorgeous recording after the ball. It's a new album from Christine Eversall. Club 44 Records is where you're going to get it wherever music and records are sold. And it's going to make you feel so good because we all go through different chapters in our life. And many of them center around family and love, and children, and needs, and it's all there in this album, so this becomes part of you, too. All the best to you, Christine. I look forward to seeing you. I can't wait to see you, Joan. I miss you. Take care of yourself, and I know, even though you think you're too old, you're going to be back on Broadway. I know it. And I'm like a witch. Oh, my. So. Okay. Your, your mouth to God's ears. Yeah, I know. He's listening. All right. <laughs> Take care <laughs> of yourself. Like you too. All right. Bye-bye. You too, dear. All right. I'm Joan Hamburg, and I've been talking to the one and only Christine Eversall. Go listen. It's really special. After the ball. Stay tuned. There's lots more ahead on WABC. <laughs> 